Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DNM on the stuff that matters. One, two, three, four. Hello, Lawsy. Hello. We're back here again. I mean, of course oh. we are. We, we, we're going we're gonna to be in lockdown for a little bit, I have a feeling. I think we are. Yeah, yeah. But we've both Look, looked at our vaccine. That's exciting. Exactly. It's very exactly. exciting. The vaccine rates are going up. You know, it's, it's great. There is light at the end of the tunnel. I can feel it. We can see it from other countries. This is happening. It's ending soon. I saw, I know we've spoken about this, um, you and I, obviously not on the podcast, but I saw this really great video that was shared from this guy who kind of ran through the data of um, Australia, comparing Australia and lockdown and vaccines and stuff to other countries. And it broke it all down and it got me really excited to know that there is actually an end to this. Obviously there isn't an end to COVID. It is something that we're going to have to live with, but there is an end to this kind of snap lockdown or long lockdown life. Um, So that's exciting to see that that's in sight if we follow the footsteps of the other countries. I agree. It is very, very exciting. And what else is exciting? There's not not a lot happening (laughs) this morning. There was a poo in my living room. That, Lovely. But the word, I'm oh not, for anyone listening, that wasn't me. <laughs> was a, she has a dog. <laughs> it wasn't Dalton. It was our Ben, the puppy. Uh, and the, But the most weird thing is that Dalton was sitting in the room where he's working now uh, at yeah. the moment. We've done a bit of a swap at home. Mm. And Ben did a poo. And I don't know how long it was there for, but it definitely wasn't a fresh one. So that is just revolting that Dalton was sitting there in it. <laughs> You know what? I reckon he, I reckon he might have been like, you know what? I think something's happened, but I'm just not going to switch my mind to it because that would mean I'd have to get up, start working, and clean it up. But I'll it smells. Like how low have we dropped? I feel like, and I wanted to talk to you about this as well. Lockdown hygiene. Not that like a poo. I mean, it is pretty unhygienic, I suppose. Hygiene fails because yeah. I feel like everyone's kind of expectation of themselves and everything is just lowered a little bit like the other day oh you do I ate Dalton uh in the we were going to bed and I said Dalton you haven't had a shower from your workout this morning and he's like yeah but why would I and I was like well personal hygiene reasons that's why plus I have to be next to you and you stink in the bed yeah but that's that's what lockdown's doing to us <laughs> yeah you know what lockdown's done to me I've realized and I'm only realizing this at night but probably five to six of the days out of the seven mm-hmm. I'm this is really gross but again I'm not seeing anyone I'm at home all day I'm forgetting <laughs> to brush my teeth and I'm not wearing deodorant every day so like I <laughs> Literally six out of the seven days, I'm forgetting to brush my teeth in the morning and I'll be brushing it at night being like, oh, I didn't do this this morning. Whoops. Um, and then, yeah, and then I'm also not wearing deodorant because I'm kind of like, whatever. I, you know, if I work out, I have a shower. And then if I'm yeah. not working out, I mean, I sweat, but like, whatever. <laughs> I feel like I have to say, listen, like, if I'm going to not, I'm not judging. There's no judging because I had a poo in my house. But I feel like not wearing deodorant is so fine because I feel like we wear deodorant for other people. Mm. I'd like to go deodorant free, but not brushing mm. your teeth is kind of gross. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> it's I bad for is. your dental, your teeth. Like, I don't want you I to know. need a feeling. <laughs> I know. But I think it's because each morning we've been going on our coffee walks and like yes. to, to brush my teeth right before I have a coffee feels weird to me. And so I always think like, oh, I'll brush them when I get home. But then I eat breakfast and I just don't. 
mm. brush them. I would think like so anyway. Mm, haven't brushed my teeth for twelve hours or however long since the night before, so I should do it now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That's, anyway, but that's lockdown. It yeah, is. It yeah. is. That is lockdown. We're we're feeling unhygienic here. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So now we've got some kick updates. For mm-hmm. you all, you know, I don't. We're just gonna do our special share after the kick updates this morning today. Sure. Uh, so we have officially finished our workout in winter challenge. Which you know why I'm so excited about this. First of all, because it means we're no longer in winter, and yeah. I am just yeah. so proud of us for moving our bodies all the way yeah. throughout winter. And so thank you so much to everyone who joined us on the challenge. It went quite quick, which was because yeah. it was long. Yeah. But it was so good to see you all so involved. Like whether you were posting stories getting it done or within the community, it was just really great to see you all getting it done and motivating each other through it. Um, It was, I mean, it was successful in our eyes in that way. Like it was really nice to see that you guys obviously really wanted that kind of challenge and it was, um, it was fun to do. Yeah. So let us know if you, if you liked it, because we, yeah. we can, we can definitely do more of them. Um, and yeah, just congratulations for 12 weeks of moving yeah. your body and anyone that entered the wild card challenge competition for, to win the iconic vouchers, we will announce the winners in tonight's EDM. So Amazing. you will get an email with the winners, which is very exciting. Fantastic. And now for your special share, Steffi, what have you got? Okay, my special share is an account I follow on TikTok. I've gotten back into TikTok. Yes. I go through waves with TikTok. You've sometimes. got me back. You've got me oh, back on it. it because you send me a link and then I haven't been on TikTok for literally a month. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, look what's here. That's what happens. Bailey gets me back in usually. Like it'll be Bailey or Josh will send me one video and then I'll watch that video and then I'll swipe and then I'll just get stuck swiping through and I find all these accounts that I really enjoy. But anyway, I find what's really great about TikTok is especially in a time like lockdown when we're all allowing ourselves to spend a little bit more time on the screens because really what else are we going to be doing? Um, And it's, it's like, it's really fun, creative content. It's really lighthearted. I mean, obviously it depends because it picks up on the algorithm of what you like. So obviously if you, if you don't watch funny content or like funny content, then you're probably not seeing what I'm seeing. But my TikTok is full of like, comedy and it's just it's so fun and light-hearted and it always brings a smile to my dial but anyway this particular um woman called Millie she is this Aussie I reckon she's like mid-20s anyway all of her content that she creates is um she does a really good impersonation of like an Australian teacher or like a substitute <laughs> teacher she does like you know like um I think one of her latest videos was like you know, when the popular girl at school walks into the bathroom, like it, it's just her videos take me back to high school in Australia. And it's just, she is so brilliant and it's so funny. And she always has me laughing. She's very creative. And I highly recommend you check out her um, TikTok. Her TikTok name is Millie Graham 96. So M I L L I G R A M 96. And um, yeah, she's just really funny. Like just, I, you have to watch some of the impersonations with the, with the teachers because okay. I guarantee you, if you went to school in Australia, you would be able to relate <laughs> and you would be like, yes, that was my teacher in grade, I don't know, nine. Like it's, it's so brilliant. She's okay. Great. I'm excited to watch that. Thank you for that recommendation. <laughs> What's yours? Yeah, yes, I was saying, are you going to ask me? (laughs) (laughs) So I am very excited because the Paralympics has started. Yeah, it's so so exciting. 
I if you have been missing the Olymp like I feel like after the Olympic I wish the Paralympics started straight afterwards because I know. Yeah. I just I I I just wanted more more yeah. of these amazing athletes, but we've got them now. So the Paralympics mm. is on Channel Seven at the moment. It's Australia's amazing. Killing it. Yes, we're killing it, and mm. highly recommend. So good to watch. Oh, and I just I saw the the girls win both of them win gold in the velodrome the cycling yes. the other day, and just seeing the the joy in their faces and the excitement to like know that number one. I mean, obviously they won, but just the excitement of being there and mm. like knowing that they've just been able to achieve something like that. It's just, it's so beautiful to watch. But yeah, I, I thoroughly have been enjoying it as well. Love it. Fantastic. So now, now for a clumsy, clumsy story. story. I am so excited. The official segment of the pod. Yeah. Yeah. We've been talking about this guys because this obviously started as a little bit of a joke because Laura always had clumsy stories to share, but the clumsy stories are coming in as often as the day and M. So they're coming. They're, they're making <laughs> day and M's, you know. Um, well, they're making Lawsy feel very uh, not alone. What's the word? I'm <laughs> yeah, not alone. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm a so part anyway, of a clumsy would you like community. To read it? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, this is not my most recent tumble. I love that because this means that this amazing community member does a lot of tumbles, just like me. It is one that I still remember and laugh about quite often. In my freshman year of college university, I am from and went to school in the US. Thank you for listening to us from America. That's awesome. I studied abroad in Greece. There was a group of 18 of us from my college who went abroad and on our first night to get to know each other, we decided to go out for drinks. I wanted to join in, but had not really had alcohol before. So I decided to stick to soda. Good decision. We end up on a pirate themed booze cruise. And by this point, we had all been out for a bit. The ship is full of people from the city and us, a group of rowdy 18 year old Americans <laughs> with me as the DD designated driver, I think. Yeah, yeah. We're laughing, sitting at the bar on high stools, having a good time. High stools as in like a high stool. This is, this is when, dangerous. <laughs> when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I feel my chair begin to lean over and the next thing I know, I'm sprawled out on the ship deck in front of my new classmates whom I had been trying to impress, <laughs> a skirt over my head, giving everyone a great view of my auntie. <laughs> Hopefully they were cute ones. <laughs> I popped up, shook it off and immediately started laughing, <laughs> but definitely got some stares from the locals. I can't be certain, but my only thought is maybe the ship was turned and my chair leaned with the boat but needless to say we all had something to laugh about for the rest of the semester oh my goodness oh that's funny though and probably <laughs> you know what you probably weren't the only one who fell yeah. over that night by the sounds of it it would have been quite a boozy cruise everyone would have just thought you were a bit drunk it's fun <laughs> and also I feel like that would have hurt so much but as we know in in the height of a clumsy moment you don't feel pain you just start laughing you because you are so embarrassed <laughs> that's great so I absolutely love that. Thank you for sending it in. Um, you can send in your clumsy stories and your DMs to podcast at keepitcleanout.com.au. Yes. Now, speaking of DMs, today's podcast is a deep dive into DMs, and we actually found that we had quite a few DMs on weddings and lawsy. I wanted to start with just before we go into the DMs that we've got that are all related to wedding talk. 
How are you feeling knowing that your wedding's coming up in a couple of months? Like, where, where's your head at with it all? Obviously, it's all been pre-booked and it's happening and, you know, everyone is still touching wood that it is happening. But where are you at mentally and emotionally, like you and Dalt? How are you feeling about it all? My head's in the bin. That's my, <laughs> I, am, I am queen of avoidance and so is Dalton. The right. amount of times yeah. we've been like, we need to talk about the wedding and, like, do some <laughs> things this weekend and we just don't do it because I think it's been – it's been more the past month since yeah. lockdown has in yeah, Melbourne has become really like it's really unknown how long we're going to be yeah. in this. And I think yeah. when we put, po- so we postponed from Feb to November this year, yeah. the end of November. And when we did that, I was like, no way Surely. will COVID yeah. even like, it'll maybe still be here, but no way will we be in a lockdown yeah. or no way will it be affected. And I think it's getting quite real. And it's so hard because everyone that postponed from last year would have thought the same thing. You know, if we push yeah. it back 12 months, it will be all good. And also, of course, with venues, you don't really have a choice of, well, a lot of people, we were lucky like because our venues knew. Frame. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we had a few more date options. But for for most people that have booked wedding venues that do weddings, they just have to keep pushing everyone back. So there's mm-hmm. not a lot of flexibility. And I just, I feel so much for everyone, like people that were pushed back last year to, to this year and then have had to postpone it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, I feel like I have this... From last time, obviously it was, it wasn't like... Last I, time was... Okay, hard. that was rough. Yeah, that it was, was it very was, rough. Yeah, it was. Last it was minute. rough. It was. It was rough. And then I. I think there was just a lot of other like things that happened before weddings, like emotional situations mm. and stresses that come. And I think yeah. because it was such a negative uh, experience for me in that week, mm. I am really dreading putting energy into something yeah. that I know I could. It. I could end up in exactly the same place. So we're kind mm. of in this limbo phase. And I think what I spoke to you about, Steph, I think it was such mm. a good conversation that we had. So thank you for you. Steph is my <laughs> wedding counsellor. Uh, <laughs> and it was that like, if it can't go ahead in November, which who knows, it might be yeah. able to, we might be fine, might look mm-hmm. back on this and think, ah, you would mm. like, no, we, we're not locked down anymore because everyone's vaccinated yeah. or 80% yeah. is vaccinated. Um, but if it can't go ahead, I think we just need to work out what we will do. Like a backup plan. Exactly right. Because I just, I don't think we can change the date again because this is number f- five or four? four this is number four I, I don't yeah it's it'll just, be a fifth change yeah and then when will again. that be will that be like a yeah. year later and then I just it's just but I still want it whatever we do I still want to have some type of wedding celebration yeah so, and as yeah. I said to you and Dalt like because I know when when you got like I, I, when we've had conversations about it before and, and even Dalt if he's a bit overwhelmed you know he'll just be like let's just go to town hall and like you know get married that's response to everything (laughs) and I get it I get it because it must be so like frustrating and I can totally understand why you'd want to avoid it and I think I think there's also a part of like you know if we create a backup plan is that putting something into the universe that's like means it's not gonna happen but please don't look at it like that because right now right the wedding that you have booked it's all like it's it's all done and it's all there and it's also all flexible like everyone is that you're working with and like the you know that you've got involved in it understands COVID and understands like because we've already Mm. they've already been through a cancellation with you that it might there is a possibility of it not happening right so it's not like if it doesn't go ahead you're gonna lose you know all of this money or all of this planning is gonna whatever it's gonna be flexible is what I'm saying so I think if you just have like some sort of a backup plan Mm. 
because I know you guys really don't want to pick it up and move it like another year or whatever. And I totally get why. But then you'll, I think maybe then in the next couple of months, you'll just go into it a little bit less stressed because you'll at least know that you'll have some sort of celebration, whatever it's going to look like, however small it's going to be or where it's going to be. You'll have something. Plan B. That you can still, yeah, it's a plan B and it's something you can still look forward to. But you can still keep, you don't have to cancel your wedding right now. Like yeah. we're, we're still, there's still time. There's still there's time. Still time. <laughs> there really is though, honestly, with what they're predicting with the vaccination rates, mm. there is a chance. Absolutely. It's not, you know. A hundred percent. No, I, I completely, I'm completely with you. And I think I'm, I'm going to yeah. think about it if we do have a backup plan as like we would for anything with kick or yeah. any, anything with work, you have a backup yeah. plan to help mitigate some risk. So that's, that's how I'm thinking about it. But yeah. I think as well, I just, I just wanted to say to anyone who, cause obviously every venue, every vendor, it, it has been affected and everyone mm. has different policies with refunds totally. and depo- yeah. And I know friends that unfortunately had their wedding cancelled two days before, had paid for the entire wedding. And mm. so if you're in that situation and then you've had to postpone it, you don't have a, it. that is the hardest because you don't really like, you, you kind of have to go ahead with it whenever yeah. it can happen because you've already paid for it. So it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel for everyone in this, in this situation. I think there's a lot of people in it and it does... While there's a lot of shit things, sorry for swearing. Oh my god, I've just really started swearing on this podcast. A lot of shit things going on <laughs> in the world right now. Um, this is also hard if, if you're going through it. So yeah, I feel for you. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so the the D and M question, Sefi, do you take it away? All right. Well, let's start with this one. Okay. <clears throat> Oh, this is lovely. First, I just have to say what a light you ladies are. (laughs) Thank you. I'm a recent member of the kit community from across the pond over in the US and joining was one of the best decisions I've made recently. That's so sweet. My question for you both is how do or would you navigate all of the wedding diet talk? For context, I struggled with an eating disorder a few years ago. Thanks to therapy and a wonderful RD, I considered myself fully recovered. While, of course, I've gained weight in the process, the best thing that I gained was my life back, and I truly have never been happier. However, in the last year, a large number of my friends have been engaged and are planning weddings, a number of which I'm a bridesmaid in. The wedding diet talk is loud and I find it hard not to let those past unhealthy thoughts creep up, but also know that I can't let myself go down that hole. I know you each have had your own struggles with body image, etc. So I'm wondering if you've experienced this or have had any tips on what you would do. Mm, yes, that is can relate. Oh my goodness. You start, Seth. This is a, it's a really good question. So absolutely can relate. Um, through, so yes, I, I've had my past relationships with my with my body, diet, and exercise that that weren't so great. And you know, as much as you consider yourself recovered or in a place where you know you are appreciating your body for what it is and what it can do, and you've come a long way, and that's all great. But there is days and times where those kind of old habits or thoughts do creep back in, and that's totally normal. That doesn't mean that you're right back where you were or anything like that you still come a really long way so I think I wanted to start with that um but when I was leading up to my wedding obviously with what Laura and I do um being public profile we're actually interviewed you know quite a lot and nearly every single interview I had probably in the six months lead up to my wedding there was a question about 
diet or exercise Mm. leading up to the wedding. And I just, I was so shocked by it all because, I mean, I knew, I knew that, like I knew that there was this pressure, particularly on brides. I know there's probably, you know, a similar pressure on grooms, but I reckon definitely in the media, there's a strong pressure on brides to look and feel their absolute best. And that means losing weight or toning up or whatever on their wedding day. And I knew that that was around, but it wasn't until I had all these interviews that I was like, far out, like people are really concerned about this. And a lot of my response was, you know, I'm at a really healthy state. Like I I love exercise and I like eating well, but I've, I've got a balance that I'm really happy with, that I feel good in my own skin. I know I could be more toned. I know I could be skinnier, but when I was that way, I wasn't happy and I didn't have the lifestyle that I have now that I enjoy. And like, there's enough about wedding planning and even more so now with with lockdowns and COVID and stuff like that but there's enough about wedding planning that stresses you out Mm. you really don't need to add to that by then worrying too much about what you look like too and I get I totally understand that like you want to feel good and you want to feel your best and um I'm not going to sit here and say that you know exercise for me has zero to do with my physical appearance because it is it is like a thing that makes me feel good as well like when I'm exercising I am doing it to celebrate my body and to make me feel good from the inside but also like I will admit it it, you know it keeps me fit and like and 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 healthy and I and I like that too but it's not the main focus for me when I'm exercising or eating well because I've found that when it is I get too obsessed and so when those interviews were coming up it made me think like am I supposed to be losing weight Mm. like is that what people are doing am I supposed to be changing the way I look and it made me think well Josh has you know asked me to marry him he loves me the way I am I'm happy the way I am so if it's not to impress him or it's not to impress myself, like who would I be losing weight for? Or who would I be trimming up for or anything like that? It's, there's no point. So unless you're super unhappy in your own skin and you're, you know, I don't know, for some reason the wedding has been the the spark that makes you want to live a bit of a healthier lifestyle, that's fine. But if you're fine in your own skin, please try and ignore all of the outside noise about that pressure of like losing weight or anything like that, because you really don't need that added stress and it really doesn't matter. And then the other thing is you've got to get a wedding dress ahead of time, right? If, If you're, if you're like getting a wedding dress sorted and then you're like trying to lose weight, your wedding dress is going to fall off you. It's not going to fit you. Um, And so I just, yeah, I don't know. I think the best piece of, not the best piece of advice, my piece of advice is to do your best to ignore it. If, If you are happy the way you are, just ignore it. Ignore the, the wedding talk. And I mean, like I, I try and, um, influence my friends with saying I've got a couple of girlfriends who are getting married and I've got one friend in particular who goes zero to a hundred in her health journey like she's either you know working out every day and eating really clean or she's like totally relaxed and that's just that works for her and she's happy that way and that's all good um and like I've always tried to influence a bit more of a sustainable approach (laughs) to her lifestyle but you know that's just what works for her and that's fine and she is you know thinking in the back of her head I really want to feel my best and I do feel my best when I'm moving my body and stuff like that. So again, I'm just trying to, um, you know, encourage her to do it in that sustainable way where she is, you know, moving her body or making herself feel good because it does, um, but not getting too stressed about like getting to a certain size or anything like that. Because, you know, she she even like put on a a wedding dress the, the day she got engaged 
you know, we, we celebrated, she came over and I had this white slip dress and she popped it on and she looked incredible. And, and that was in a state where she felt like she wasn't, you know, she hadn't been eating healthy. She hadn't been exercising or whatever. And she looked beautiful and she looked so happy. And, you know, and I said to her, I was like, that's like, when you're on your wedding day, you don't, you don't think about what you look like. Like you are just so distracted by the magic of it all because it's, so much fun and like so much energy, positive energy on wedding days. So like you don't even think about it on the day. So try not to let it stress you out on the lead up either, because it's just, it's the last thing on your mind on, on your actual day. I promise you. <laughs> I love that's such great advice, Steph. I, I, I love what you said about who are you doing it for? Mm. I think that's the biggest thing to, to think about in that you, when you, when your partner proposes to you, they are proposing to you and they love, because they want to spend the rest of your life yeah. with you. That's what your wedding is. It's a beautiful ceremony where you can, you know, declare your love for each other and yeah. make that promise that you're going to stay together forever. And the way that you look in that moment has nothing to do yeah, with what exactly. the rest of your life will be. Um, and your partner, you know, if, if, you know what? The if your when I say before that, um, who are you doing it for? If your partner expects you to lose weight for your wedding, lose your partner oh. because that's that <laughs> yeah. should never that should never be the case either. But I, yeah. yeah, I get it. There's so much pressure and it's hard because uh, it's all automatically like you're getting married. You have to look the best in your life. But no, yeah. you just just you know yes, you have a makeup artist and you know that's amazing and and. Maybe that's why there's so much pressure, obviously, because you have photos and you look back on them forever. But I'm sure in 20 years, when we look back on our wedding photos, we're not going to be like looking at our bodies. We're going to be like, yeah. oh, what the freak? No, I love my dress. But, you know, you never know. Why yeah, did I choose that hairstyle? Like, yeah. it's just, what, yeah, I just think really, like, really focus on why do you feel that way? Where's that pressure coming from? And then what is your wedding really about? And I think if you really connect with those things, you'll realize that you just, it doesn't matter what you look like. It, it's about what that wedding means. Yeah. And like, it goes for, it goes for everything, even like with your hair and makeup. I've heard, um, some makeup artists have, have spoken to me about it and they said, you know, they did trials with some women who went for some, you know, really done up makeup look, but they were someone who doesn't wear a lot of makeup a lot of the time. And so then they started to feel like they weren't themselves or it didn't like feel right or look right. You want to feel yourself on your wedding day. You want to feel your best self right? So if, if you're someone who feels really comfortable with minimal makeup or whatever, don't feel like you have to go over yes. the top with that either. Even with your dress that you choose, if you're not someone who likes to get dressed up or whatever, like go for a more informal dress, go a little bit more cash. Like you can do whatever you want. You can look like whatever you want on your wedding day, just whatever is like feels true to you. And um, yeah, try and let the judgment of others or the pressure from society just kind of fall by the wayside because the, the day is not about them or that. It's, it's just about you and your partner. Mm. Okay, next question. So I'm still close friends with my childhood best friend and she is the reason my partner and I are together. Oh no, this is a bridesmaid's question. This is always, yeah. this is always a hard one. Mm-hmm. I'm getting married at the end of the year and I haven't picked my bridesmaids yet. I know she assumes she's going to be one, but the issue is that I don't want her to be. Without going into too much detail, I know she will cause a lot of stress and drama in the lead up to the big day. Another issue is that when she drinks, she becomes loud and can get aggressive, which has caused, caused scenes at events before. I know she won't not drink either. How do I gently let her down without causing too much conflict? I feel so guilty every time she mentions going wedding dress shopping together, etc. And I know I will need to have this difficult conversation with her soon. 
Great question. Oh, so hard. So many people would be able to relate to this. Yes. I think the first question is, I mean, not question, because obviously you can't respond, but it really depends on how big your, like how awkward this situation is, is how big is your wedding party? Because I feel like, like for me, for example, I just loved you all so much. I had to have you all a part of it. And like you're all my best mates. And so I had a big wedding party at six, six of you. But, you know, it would have been hard because I love all of you so much. It would have been hard to have, say, four or five because like I, you know, that would have been really hard. But if this person, if you, the person who answering, only has a couple of people, you know, I think what, there's a weird pressure around weddings of like who you invite, who's in your bridal party, who's your maid of honour. If anyone really holds on to that, as in like anyone actually holds on grudges and everything like that, that that's their problem, not yours. Um, your wedding day is about you and your partner. It's, you know, it's up to you who you invite. It's up to you who's in the wedding party. It's up to you who's, you know, standing by your side if you have, you know, a best man or a maid of honor. Um, and I think some people, I think people especially who haven't experienced weddings or who haven't been in bridal parties before, or who haven't had a wedding themselves, they might not understand that until they do experience it themselves. Um, but so, so I suppose you could give them a little bit of insight, slack. Yeah, no, you give a bit of slack if they if they, if they haven't ever experienced it. I'm sure it would be different. But yeah, in saying that, just remember it's your decision. And I think with like letting her down, I don't think you actually have to say, "Hey, you're not going to be in my wedding party." I think you just go ahead and ask who you want to be if they can be in your wedding party and you go ahead with that. And if it comes up, that's when you can have the conversation with her. Um, and look, there's nothing that's going, nothing I am going to say is going to make that conversation any less mm. awkward. Um, Cause it, it's just, it is what it is. Um, and I don't think you need to go into, you know, about her drinking or anything like that. I think you can just say like, this is who I wanted, but you're welcome. I mean, if you are comfortable with her still coming shopping with you or like helping her with things like there's no reason why she can't still be a part of that. If that's, if that's something you're comfortable with, you know, your bridal party doesn't have to be the people that, you know, choose your cake with you or like try on dresses with you. You can do that with anyone. Um, so I suppose that that's another way of, you know, if you want to make her feel included um, and not excluded or whatever, cause she's not going to be a part of the bridal party, maybe just, keep her involved with something else maybe she can help with with something else I don't know but um yeah try and remember that if she's gonna hold a grudge that's that shows more of the person that she is than than who you are just because you haven't picked her to be in your bridal party 100% and just remember it's it's your day she will have her day if she does get married and Mm -hmm. then she will get to choose who's in her bridal party and she might not choose you and that's okay because it's it's Mm -hmm. her choice and I just think it's it's so important to remember it's your day you are paying for the whole thing it is hopefully the only time and I mean some people get married more than once that's absolutely fine but if this is the only time you get married you're able you're allowed to be selfish with Mm, your wedding you want it to be you know how how you want it to be in your head it's not for anyone else it's for you Otherwise, there's, there's no point of having a big celebration. You might as well just go to the town hall and elope mm-hmm. because you, you that's you're doing your wedding and you have your wedding for you. So it's okay to be selfish. I think that's something I struggled with a little bit. Mm. And I completely understand if they're... Also with your bridal party, it's not... I mean, in my instance, it is 
the closest people to, to me in my life, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that. I know people that have chosen their bridal party based on having a really organized friend in there who they love, but they <laughs> they know that they'll be really supportive for them in that moment. And I, I know I, I've got people in my life that can get really loud from alcohol and that's quite a common thing. And mm. you don't want that angst on your wedding day that mm. some someone could affect your day and ruin it. Um, it's your day. It's about you. So that is okay to make that decision. Um, and uh, yeah, as you said, Steph, it's going to be a difficult conversation. Mm. That's okay. But they, yeah, they, it's it's not their choice. It's your choice. So you, whatever you decide with, that's the right decide on. That's the right decision for you. Mm. And you should feel confident in that decision. You should not feel guilty about it. No, absolutely and not. You, you should never also. I feel like as as someone, you should never assume you're going to be in someone's bridal party. Mm. Like that's on that's on her that she that mm. she's done that. She's put that on you. It's your decision. Like, for example, Steph, if you didn't have me in your bridal party, I would not, I never assumed that I was going to be in it ever because I just feel like it's your choice. Like you might've been vibing something different. You, you know, you might've been thinking about it in a different way. And so I think that's just really important to, yeah, to think about. It's your choice, your day, your decision. Laws, if I didn't have you in my bridal party, I don't want to know what that hen's party would have ended up looking like. <laughs> what, did I make it less crazy? No, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Obviously, you were in my bridal party for so many other reasons. But honestly, there was, you know, I was really lucky that all of my closest friends in my life also balanced each other out. <laughs> I was, I, am I the, le- the most tame one? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Yeah, I think they they um they mentioned that um there was a few times you you talked about like neighbors or the or the police or something. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "Oh shit, yeah, didn't think about that." <laughs> but no, what I'm getting at yeah, I is, get it. is yeah. like, you know, whatever as Laura said, it's your bridal party. Yeah. You make the decision and the, no one needs to know the reasons why, you know, you've picked that person or as Laura said, you don't need to feel guilty for not picking this person and you don't don't feel like you need to owe her an explanation or anything like that which is why I said unless it comes up I wouldn't even bother about like don't bother having that conversation unless she comes to you and has said oh I'm not in your bridal party like did I do something wrong um you don't need to have that you don't owe that conversation to her unless she brings it up agree Hmm. fantastic all right next question I am currently planning my wedding for the end of this year. I have four bridesmaids. Three of the bridesmaids have automatically assumed that they'll be paying for their own bridesmaid dresses and have already told me that they're happy to do so. Budget and all, but I have one bridesmaid friend who assumes that my fiance and I will be paying. It's a little bit awkward as she makes comments about another wedding party she is in for a different friend and how she loves that she has a new free in her words, addition to her wardrobe because this particular friend is buying her dress. She often makes comments about the other wedding she's a part of and spends time telling me how little she's paying for, which often puts me down and makes me feel, makes me wonder, is she wanting to imply that she doesn't want to spend money for my wedding? Any advice on how to broach this friend? I don't want to upset her as I feel so privileged to have her beside me on my wedding day, but I simply just can't afford it. Do many people have this issue when planning a wedding? Okay, that last question. Yes, people. A hundred percent. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and you are you're gonna like it, it, yeah. Okay, you go first. This is you go first. <laughs> 
Sims like I need to I need to collect my thoughts on this question because it is so true it's so common okay so I think first of all there is no rule with weddings on who pays for what it is based on everyone's financial situation at the time I feel like there's again it really the context needs needs to be applied in the financial situation but I what I've the gen not that there's no rule not general rule of thumb but Mm. what i've heard from people that have had weddings is up to a certain amount of money if for like in this case for example if the bridesmaid's dress is is just say 150 dollars, which again in Mm. the context is for some people will be a lot lot of money money, and it's still a lot of money but if it's 150 dollars or 100 dollars or something and that's too much for someone in the bridal party to pay Mm. they don't have the money i think they then should have the the conversation with the person having the wedding and say hey I can't afford this. Is there any other option for me to get a cheaper option or, mm-hmm. you know, h- how should we approach this? Mm-hmm. But if $150 is, is reasonable and, and fair mm-hmm. enough, I, I think it's it's okay if, if you're not in a position to be able to pay for it, but they might be, um, mm-hmm. to ask them to do it. Mm-hmm. I do think once dresses get beyond a point, like I remember I was um, talking to a friend who was in a bridal party and the dress was $750. That oh is God. a lot of money. Most people, yeah. well, I don't, I, that's a lot of money to even spend on a very special dress. Like I, it's just a lot of money. I do, yeah. I think that if the bride wants someone in a very expensive custom dress or whatever that is on them that's their choice so they should pay for that but if it is just a normal dress it's budget friendly I think it's okay to have that conversation but I I don't think anyone should assume either way I think you really Mm. need to assess everyone's financial situations Mm -hmm. um, and work through them because being in a bridal party can can be expensive and you don't Mm. want to make you know to say the the um, what's it called? The hands or the bucks is like five hundred dollars, mm. and then the dress mm. might be you know two hundred dollars, and then the present mm. on top of that, and then buying the shoes. And do they need to buy the same jewelry? I think mm. it's just really important to chat to your bridal party what they feel comfortable with, and and be reasonable because it is your wedding, and I, I don't think people should have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to attend a wedding. No, no, absolutely not. No, one hundred percent agree with everything everything that you said and I think it is just just having that conversation um and I also think that once you have the conversation about like you don't even have to have it singly with her you could have a conversation collectively um and basically just say like you know these are the dresses I'm thinking or whatever is this going to work for you guys and um especially if the rest of your bridal party are prepared to pay or are assuming that they're paying they might just jump in first and like just naturally get the conversation started and then your friend will realize like oh okay we're paying for it. And then you won't even have to directly have the conversation of, hey, are you able to to have this dress? And as Laura said, if she's in a position where she can't, um, she will approach you uh, probably outside of that conversation and say like, oh, I'm so sorry. I I shouldn't have assumed, but I did. Um, Blah, 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 blah. Um, But I, yeah, I, I think that it's just it's don't don't feel guilty about you know if if you're not looking you're you're not looking to spend the money on on those things and then this other wedding that she's a part of is that this is besides the point as laura said you know a wedding is um there's no rules Mm. there's no rules how much you spend there's no rules if you have flowers if you don't have flowers if you have bridesmaid dresses that match if you don't like there's no rules at all um and that also um is the case for what you spend and what you cover and what you don't cover. Um, so I think, yeah, just have an open conversation with your whole bridal party. Um, I mean, if you're really close with one of the girls that is assuming that she's paying and is comfortable with paying, maybe get her to even like 
talk to her outside of it and be like, oh, I think she thinks that she, I'm going to pay for it. I don't know how to approach this. And she can help you out with the conversation. She can be like, yeah, cool. Um, let me know. I'll transfer it now or whatever, you know, and just make yes. it like that more like indirect, <laughs> you know, way of saying this is how it's happening rather than you yourself saying, hey, girls, you're paying for these dresses. 100%. I agree. Um, yeah. It, and, and it might be you might have a bridal party where you've got three people that work full time. They mm. are they're comfortably finance they're comfortable financially you might mm. then have another person who's a uni student and yeah. has struggles to pay rent each week so you cannot have the same like again that's why yeah. there's no rules you need to approach yeah. every single person differently and, and really take into consideration you don't want anyone not being able to afford their rent rent their rent mm. their rent mm-hmm. because they're attending your wedding i think that's important 100%. as well yeah, a hundred percent. But like, you know, as you, as you mentioned in your question, like you're not in a position where you, you can cover it. So yeah, don't feel guilty about that. Just start the conversation about them all paying for it and she'll approach you if it's something that she can't do. And that, then that's a different story. Um, but if you think it's just because she's in another wedding party that, you know, is, is approaching it a bit differently, then she just has to understand that things things are different at every wedding exactly She'll get that <laughs> exactly well thank you for the wedding questions hope you this is, we haven't spoken about weddings for a while but um mm. hopefully there is the wedding everyone gets to have their weddings for the rest of the year as soon as we get out of this lockdown yeah it's yeah. very hard weddings create a lot of stress and there's a lot of i think one thing from this conversation through all of our answers that was quite common is that there's no rules everyone is different mm. and mm-hmm. it's completely up to you and how it's you a feel big misconception about weddings exactly sure. right you do what you want that makes you feel good still being considerate of others that is kind of i mean it's the way you approach life isn't it it's the same yeah, with exactly. weddings <laughs> exactly you're you're gonna run with the intro there because i feel i'll be um, I, i've the already outro, called it the yeah. intro it's so the outro yeah come on take us no, away <laughs> no worries well you know what actually guys usually i would say we'll be back next wednesday but we actually have a surprise episode coming up i've just winked but you can't hear that but oh yeah <laughs> wink um bonus ep <laughs> bonus ep coming up this friday so we will be in your ears in a couple of days and then we will also be back next wednesday laura do you want to touch on this friday's episode before we completely sign off yes just yes so we have got a very exciting kick launch coming and so why not have a bonus pod with it so (laughs) something to do with meditation and you will be able to listen on friday yeah and then as i said we'll also be back next wednesday um for another kick pod episode and if you are interested in learning more about keep it cleaner you can find out more on our website www.keepacleaner.com.au you can also find us in the app store or google play and we have a seven day free trial so feel free to come and join our amazing community and then you can also find us on social media at keepacleaner at laura.henshaw at stephclairsmith see you later bye (laughs)